Hey, this is Melissa, creator and founder of Femtrepreneur, and you're listening to Fem Radio. Don't forget to subscribe to the Fem Radio podcast wherever podcasts are found so that you can be notified when each episode goes live. This episode is brought to you in part by Broadway Roulette. Are you a fan of Broadway shows but can't seem to find an affordable ticket? Lucky for you, the CEO and co-founder of Broadway Roulette has given all Femme Radio listeners a coupon code to use. Broadway Roulette is awesome. You pick the date and time that you want to go, and then the morning of the show, you get an email that tells you the specific show you're going to see. Nothing is off limits. Just go to broadwayroulette.com and enter the code FEM at checkout for $4 off each of your tickets. Offer ends January 31st, but you can place your order up to three months in advance. So what are you waiting for? Go to broadwayroulette.com and enter code FEM. That's F-E-M-M-E at checkout. Enjoy. So you touched upon something earlier that I did want to bring up. So you're a mom. Yes. I, I have to ask the cliche question of how you balance it all. No, you just like hire a million people. <laughs> I mean, or get help for free. But yeah. you like, there's no, I don't balance it all in any way, shape or form. Um, and actually like, I feel like I just talked about Randy Miller for a million times, but like she wrote a book called pick three, which is an amazing book. Um, that basically the idea is, I don't know if I remember all the things it's work, family, fitness, friends, and sleep. Mm-hmm. And the idea is you can have it all, but not every day. So you can do three things well every day, divided in like eight hour segments, essentially, um, and sometimes you can do like a two birds with one stone by like working out with a friend or something like that. <laughs> but in general, it's like if you try to do more than that, you cap out and you aren't productive in any of the things that you do. Like a 20 minute drink with a friend isn't, doesn't have the same impact as like a two hour dinner yeah. and you're better off having a two hour dinner once every two weeks than a 20 minute drink twice a week. Yeah. Um, and I am a subscriber to that philosophy. Um, she also talks a lot about how things, it's like a balance of lopsidedness mm-hmm. and the idea that kind of anytime you are working on something big, whether it's like a project at work or like planning a wedding or like doing any of these other things, moving apartments, that occupies more of your time and therefore something else occupies less of your time and it is just going to be imbalanced. But the only way to actually achieve anything that's like meaningful is by having that imbalance because if everything is perfectly divided, you never have enough time to like take your business to the next place yeah. or like paint that wall in your apartment. Like mediocre at everything. Yeah. Like master of what is it like? Do you know how to do everything, but you master zero things? Yes. Like master of none. Yes. Doer of everything, master of none or something. It's kind of like that. And so, you know, it goes in like waves yeah. and you know, for the last For the last, like, two years, it's essentially been, like, the wave is work Mm -hmm. and work and sleep and friends because that's the things that I've needed the most. Um, And, but I look forward to a time where it will be, like, slanted. It won't be like this forever. And there are, like, tipping points in any business growth where, like, I will then have more people on my team and I will be able to have more weekends with my child so in some ways it's like, well, it blows because like yeah. the kid is two for now, but like he's actually now two and a half. And it's like, I kind of missed the last six months because I was really busy working. But the flip side is, would I be happier if I didn't close my fundraising round and I had spent like f- more weekends with him? And the answer is no. And maybe that's mean, but like, no, I needed to close it. I need yeah. to know that I could do it. And, you know, I try to schedule 
I have a couple of, like things that I'm pretty pretty specific about. I try to do like Friday night dinner with the family. I cook something from one of Gwyneth Paltrow's cookbooks. Another purchase, a drunken <laughs> purchase on Amazon Prime. Like a Gwyneth Paltrow. I, I who don't cook now yeah. have like a vegan Gwyneth Paltrow cookbook where everything has like nine Love ingredients it. that I don't have. <laughs> and I have to order every week like special like these like ingredients. So it's like the most expensive dinner we have all week because That's I'm ordering amazing. all this extra stuff that we never use ever again. <laughs> But like I like having dinner at home. Yeah. Like we like Shabbat candles. We like yeah. do the whole thing. Um, it's like the one sort of semi-Jewish thing we kind of keep. Um, mostly because Eric growing up did that with his family and like yeah. has like fond memories of it. Uh, so I'm pretty pretty particular about that. I sometimes work again afterwards, which yeah. is not Shabbat style. But like, <laughs> uh, but I like had the time with my child before yes. he went to bed. Yes. Um, and then we try to plan trips that are like with him mm-hmm. without the nanny Mm -hmm. or the babysitter or the second nanny um and then my mom comes and she's the nanny um but it feels better because it's like my mom yeah grandma and uh so you know like the things like carving out time to go to cuba for six Mm -hmm. days is like that's time where i will be mostly off the grid it'll be like i'll have one call a team call the day with my team to make sure everything's good go to like the one hotel where there's wi-fi like Mm -hmm. check to make sure things are not like the it's not like burning down um, I have a, pl- you know, if it is burning down, like I will get on a plane and fly back. Um, I will. Because don't don't like, test me. I yeah. Will. I mean, I will. If things really, but like I have my team in place and I trust them and it will be okay. But like having that, the only way I've gotten through the last like month where I have not been home on a weekend for since like before Thanksgiving is that I knew I was going to have like six days of uninterrupted time with my two and a half year old where by the end of that, I was going to be like, that was a great six and a half days. Like I'm got my quota for the next like three weeks Um, I like seeing him like it's I mean I try to get home before he goes to bed which the result of that is I now have a two-year-old who goes to bed at like 10 Um, (laughs) (laughs) but you know like you do what you you, like do your best yes Uh, but I do think like having it's like I always tell everybody it's like take any help on anything from anyone who's willing to give it at any time it's like the idea that you need to be the one that like makes the baby food or you need to be the one that there's just that's one thing that I just had to get over of like yeah. bet done is better than perfect. And yes. it's like, you may not fold the laundry the way I would fold the laundry, but like, I'm just going to let that go. And yeah. the socks are rolled and I'm going to live with it yeah. because I just didn't have time to do it. And I appreciate that you volunteered. And my personality is not that like my, my home still looks kind of like nobody lives in it, even though I have like, it's not a huge apartment and there's a, a toddler, but I just like everything. Everything has a place. Every, yeah. I don't like piles. Um, but I've gotten a little bit looser about that, in, in a, which is still not very loose. But pick and choose your battles. Pick and choose your battles and take help from anyone that will give it. It's yeah. just like, I mean, when we're in Cuba, we have, like, we, it's actually very hard to find babysitters in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the person who is the next door neighbor of the apartment that we are renting volunteered. And I was like, sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You can be the babysitter. Great. I've never met you. I have no idea who you are. We're going to have no phones that work, but like, fine. I mean, it's all within a circle of trust because we like know the person who owns our apartment. We're staying. And so it's not just like, I'm not leaving my child with a complete stranger, but I don't know her. And I'm like, yeah, you New Year's Eve, you're willing to do it. Done. Like my mom (laughs) wants to go out dancing. So we're done. You're going to take care of this child. Um, But I think, I never had like the mom guilt that people talk about. It's just like not part of my DNA. And I think that's just from growing up with a mom who worked all the time. And the biggest message I got from her was not about, there was, there were some things where she's very pragmatic and it was like, 
don't become a 40 year old woman who's just trying to have a baby or trying to get married. Like she says things that are just completely, including to like my friends where she'll just be like, maybe just marry someone. And you're like, please stop. (laughs) But she means it like with love, just like it's biology is biology, like very pragmatic about things. But the thing she was most pragmatic about was like the thing you spend most of your time doing is working. So like find something you love to do because you will work all the time, but you will also not work a day in your life. It's like the biggest kind of paradox. And it's important to set an example for your kids Mm -hmm. that you do something you like. People who hate their jobs have kids who hate their jobs. So find something that you like. It's hard to break that cycle. Um, And so I don't like feel guilt about it, though I do miss things. And you're like, get all these, I have all these photos on my Instagram that are like super cute pictures of him, but like I didn't take them, I wasn't there. Like somebody sent them to me and I like repost them. You know what though, I always, every time I have a conversation like this with like a working mother, an entrepreneur who has kids, like I feel like they always feel guilty. But then I'm just like, think about like you as a child. Like what are your memories with your parents? My memories with my parents literally started in college, like in high school. I don't think I remember remember anything before that. I have very few, I have like, I have such vague memories of my mother in particular, my dad, he actually stayed home with me for two years and took care of me when I was a toddler when we were living in New York. Wow. And I do remember some of that, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is probably nice for him because that was kind of a big deal that he was like, I will stay home. And like, that was not (laughs) when that was a cool thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, um, So I do remember like some things doing with him when I was really little, but like my first memories of my mom, I'm like nine. Yeah. And it's like, I remember reading a book with her and saying something about what I thought about the book. And she said something to the effect of like, oh my gosh, like you're a person. <laughs> it was like this light went on and it's fine. I, I was raised by nannies and they were amazing. And my mom's kind of attitude was that she knew she wasn't like, that wasn't her thing. Like yeah. the babe, cuddly baby thing wasn't her vibe. And so she hired people who did have that vibe. Yeah. And she's like, everyone cuddled you. It was great. Like, <laughs> it wasn't me, but like you got... Like, it's just important that you get cuddled. It doesn't matter who's doing it. And um, I think she softened. Like, she was very cuddly with my brother. With me, he was six years later. So Mm -hmm. I think that, like, the time in between, like, softened her up. Uh, But she, and now she's, like, very cuddly, which is bizarre. Um, (laughs) But, like, I I feel like I didn't come out damaged from that. I feel like I was fine. Um, And so, you know, now that Benjamin's starting, I mean, he, he talks. He's two and a half. Um, but that's kind of when you start forming memories. I'm like, okay, well now we have to start, like, this is the first big vacation we're taking him on. Cause our thought was like, I just, we don't need to take him to Italy when he's at one. No. Like, no thanks. Scary. We just want to go actually enjoy Italy. Yeah. Not that I was on any vacation when he was one cause I was working, but it's like the general concept of like, yes. he's not going to remember it. So we're going to do what's best for us. Yes. But that's starting to change now that he's a little bit older. Yeah. The bigger thing is that your kid gets to a certain age and it's like, I really do think it's biology. It's like the kid hits like two and your entire body is like, I need a baby. Where's the baby? My womb is so empty. And it's like you in your own head can be like, this is a terrible time. <laughs> like this is not, I, this is not a good time for me to have a child. Here's like nine reasons why I shouldn't, but your body just like doesn't care. It's yeah. like, and I think it's like nature's, I just talked to enough women that had that experience that I feel like there's a reason kids are spaced like two, three, like mm-hmm. four years. Like yeah, I'm two, three years apart. Because it's like you, this thing kicks in where you're like your womb literally is like you must have child. I, yes, <laughs> it's so. And it's like for me, we have like we have embryos frozen, mm-hmm. so like there is no biological reason that I need to have a child right now because we have they're yeah. in a freezer, like they are good forever. Yeah. Um, or for a very long time. 
but like it doesn't matter like my womb doesn't have that message yeah. it's like I see that Benjamin's getting like more independent he's like started mm-hmm. school and he's like and I'm like oh like I just want another baby and people are like you want another baby you didn't even spend like you did you didn't like you didn't like nursing you didn't take a day <laughs> off of work like you didn't even really talk about him that much for the first like year and a half I'm like but there wasn't really that much to talk about like he just didn't like he's just sitting there. I don't know yeah like it's like I didn't really know what to say about him now there's a lot more to say because it's like he likes trucks and he likes dogs driving cars at the yeah. circus like there's things that resonate but it is I do have this thing now where this like switch has flipped and I'm like I need a baby um and that it's really weird but I swear it's like I'm also 36 if I were like 26 and had a two-year-old it might be different but I think it's like I feel like your body like knows it's gonna shut down so it's like (laughs) quick like in the door it's like because that window between like 36 and like 40 is like that critical time where it's like it's still probably okay but like maybe hard and then after 40 it's like maybe not okay but we're gonna try and it's like I think your body like knows that it's like running so out. Weird. It's yeah. really bizarre. And it's, no, I mean, I do, one of the things I think is like the, I think should be the next wave of, you know, independence for women. It's like birth control was the first one. And I think the next one is like freeze your eggs. Like yeah. that to me is like, it should be, and when you graduate college, it should be like, instead <laughs> of getting whatever stupid thing your parents gave you that was $5,000, <laughs> they should freeze 30 of your eggs. Because then you can have a baby. It's not like foolproof, but you're you're you so when you're at the age where your reproductive cycle is the best. Mm-hmm. It is not a good time for most women fresh out of college to be having babies. Yes. But then when it is time, when you are at a place where you want them, it's like unfortunately now you're old. Yeah. It's like it's it's not that common that those two things like coincide nicely. It's true. So it's very expensive to freeze embryos, but it's not as expensive to freeze eggs. And it's much more invasive. Like the embryo stuff is just way more. It's like it's way more expensive. It's way more invasive. Yeah. The egg freezing is like if you're 20, it's like not that big a deal. I mean, you can make it a big deal if you're 20 because you can make anything a big deal. <laughs> but like, you know, but it's like oh, you could get 30 amazing eggs and like 50 percent of them will be viable. That's a good point. When you're like 35 and you're doing it, you'll get like five eggs. And think of not even having like not having the stress like to find someone to nail things down and then like to have a kid right away when you're just like I'm, I'm good like I'm all set I'm not in a rush I just think it's like the liberation yeah like market is that you have frozen eggs and you are dating men who know that you have yeah. eggs frozen so that thing where all your dating life is ruined because every man is worried that you just want to get married to have babies mm-hmm. is no longer <laughs> like that would just change like that is freedom because that's the last thing that's like a real shackle I think yeah. in our country like I mean there's plenty of other things that happen but that's like the really big one that you can choose who you marry and you can marry a feminist and you can like you know like I think I'm married to a feminist it's yeah. like he supported me he let me quit my job he is my biggest fan to a point of where it's like annoying um, <laughs> You know, because you're like, some days you just like don't want it. Like, we had an amazing day and saw all these tickets. And I'm like, just stop. (laughs) Um, You know, because it's your husband. You're like, I just don't want to talk about work. But um, you can do, there's, you can control so many things. You can control who you spend your time with. You can like, you can control your friends. You can control how much you communicate with your parents, whether they're helpful or not helpful. Like, but you just, unfortunately, like biology is biology. Like you just can't control it. And you also can't predict it. Like when I... I guess it, it stuck with me because I was always a planner, which yeah. is probably not like super surprising at this point in the interview, but like I was always a planner and like I knew that when I turned, like when I was hitting 30, I'm like, okay, I need to 
like have a baby and we, yeah. we had just gotten married but I was like it's it's time and my mom was like your eggs are dying yeah. your body's wilting into like <laughs> it just, like, I mean she was really like on she's like showing me charts and um, <laughs> but when we went like when we I we, no one actually expected that it would be a problem because when you look at the charts, it shouldn't have been. Yeah. And then it was like, you get to the place where it's been like, you know, a year and you're like, okay, I guess this is a problem. And you go see a doctor and they're like, oh, this isn't a problem. You're 30. We'll be able to fix this in five minutes. And then it was like, you know, nine months later when it's actually fixed. And for nine months, you've been like taking hormones and doing shot, doing all this stuff. And it wasn't like you could look at me. Like I was really fit. I was like healthy. There was no like reason that you would, you would like look you just don't know and then I have friends who at like 37 on birth control like got pregnant by accident and I'm like what like I don't understand like don't you know how to take birth control we've been taking it for 20 years how did you like always could like it's always something that I really struggle to understand because I like I feel like the one thing like if you're someone who has maybe not even you've always seen yourself as a mom but I feel like women we just have natural maternal instincts so like you always well, think you always of having do. your own children and you have to think about whether you see yourself as a mom exactly like and that's part editor, of it yeah early on yeah because you always have to be realistic with and whoever plan. you're with yes. that you know that's something that you t- that you speak about but I always find it so heartbreaking to me because there are people who just like dream about this for so long and then it's so so difficult for them to actually get pregnant and like even my mom like and it's something that I think about all the time because my mom had if your a mom miscarriage. had trouble then yes then you are thinking about it so she sure. had very very difficult pregnancy she had a miscarriage of twins and then she had I mean, it almost took her maybe like three years to get pregnant with my brother. Mm-hmm. And then his was a difficult pregnancy. Mine was an even harder pregnancy. Yeah. So it's like, at what point do I go to the doctor and say, like to the guy and say, hey, like, can you check me out? And then he's going to be like, but you're not, you're not going to have any kids anytime soon. And I'm like, just, just figure me the fuck out. Like, let me know if this is well, going to be an company, issue or not. Yeah. One of the companies that was in our lab um, does like STD testing at home. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm getting served all these ads for like, that company because yeah. we like know each other and they can follow your cookies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's another company that's doing at home. The, the, the reality is like you can do like two blood tests and get the results and have pretty accurate idea of how the quality of your eggs, the number of your eggs, like all that stuff. But like for whatever reason in the US, OBs just like don't do it. It's like no one wants to talk about it because it's like it's like not politically correct to tell women that like the clock is actually ticking. Like no one wants to hear that. and. It's bizarre because it's just, it's not like subjective. It's like, you're getting older, you should get this test done. But I actually did have that test done. Like when we first started trying, because I'm conscientious, I paid $1,000 out of pocket because my insurance wouldn't cover it because it wasn't necessary because I was too young. And I was like 30 years old at the time. And the numbers came back and my OB said, oh, everything's normal. I'm like, okay. And then later, like a year later, when I went to the IVF doctor, he's like, well, yeah, okay, your numbers are normal, but they're on the very low end of the spectrum for your age. Oh. And I'm like, oh, it would have been great if my normal OB had, like, finished that sentence because I probably would have so been here, waiting. like, a lot earlier. Didn't feel great about that $1,000 I spent. But, like, in Canada, they tell you six months. If you try for six months and don't get pregnant, go to the IVF. Like, go to, like, yeah. get a consult. It's only our country where it's, like, they want you to, like, wait as long as possible and... I truly don't, I honestly don't get why, but I do think even just like the at-home tests, like if for a hundred bucks you could like prick your finger and get basic hormone levels back, I think that 
women would do that and it's like knowledge is power because yes if you knew that everything is great it, you can not do all the other things but like I don't know if you're like 27 and numbers aren't great it's like not crazy to say let's spend five thousand dollars yeah but yeah I think that's if the you, future if you future. give an option to women they yeah. will three thousand percent jump on it most of the time like I mean even but I always like laugh and obviously we're t- totally digressing <laughs> yeah, yeah. but like I do think that this is something that people do need to speak about more like women need to have this conversation just like the visit to the gyno in general can be like so traumatizing like here I am like just going for a routine checkup and I'm like you know what let's do the full blood test let's do STD let's do everything you know why not better be safe than sorry and then they're like is there something that yeah. I should be Why do for? I need... Are you using needles? And you're like, no, why? I just... Yeah, yeah, like, why did you... Did, did something happen? Do yeah. you have a steady partner? And it's like, just do the fucking test. Yeah. No, or, it's really... Um, no, but I mean, I think... I just think, you know, I don't know when it was exactly in history, but at some point in the last, like, 30 to 50 years, there was this, like, revolution across the world where it was, like, you know, the number one thing you can do to decrease poverty is give across the board in every country is give women access to birth control. Yeah. That is the number one thing you can do because the number one reason people are in poverty is they have children before they have an education or a job or a husband, one of those things. So if the next thing is like give women access to know if they need to be doing something because there's this whole group, the generation of people that, which is still continuing now where it's like at some point there is a choice that has to be made. And if you are going to go run a startup and work 60 hours a week, and you're doing that in your early 30s, if you're not already married, like, good luck. Yeah. It's like my mom said all the doctors married doctors because that's the only people they ever saw. Yeah. So they're all married to each other because yeah. they never saw anybody who wasn't a doctor. Yeah. And so we, but when you're running a startup, you're not interacting with lots of other people. It's, like, very lonely at the beginning, and you're working crazy hours. And there are some things that are, like, some people find it fun to talk about, but it's, like, you just don't – it's hard to even turn off enough to, like, have a date. Probably yeah. is what I would assume because yeah. like I didn't have any dates and I was already married and I was like all I wanted to do was talk about business um, but I think that's like the next frontier is you know give them birth control but then also give them access to know how, how worried they need to be or how much planning they need to be yeah. doing um, and you know I think there's right now just this big idea that either it's like you have a baby like and it's really easy or it's like a hundred thousand dollars to do all this IVF stuff and you would never do that before you had like your husband, your partner, whoever that partner is, and your job is steady and insurance that covers it and all this stuff. And it's like, there's a lot of in-between stuff that is getting developed yeah. that you can, even just like a blood test or like yes. one egg retrieval that is in a spectrum that many women who are in that age group could either afford themselves or frankly, if they have a supportive family, somebody can write that check. We're not yeah. talking about $50,000. Yeah. And I think people don't realize that. They think it's this like huge, terrifying undertaking and there should just be clinics that like cater to women that are not yet infertile Yeah. that just might not want to have kids yes. before they are. So, but I find it like really alarming. Like I talk to so many female founders that, that, don't have children because they were running business and then now they're trying but it's like really it's harder. harder yeah anyway it's really anno- it's one of those things where you're like this is so annoying like yeah. there's no other it's just like it's so irritating that like in 20 years eric could be like i feel like a baby and i'd be like <laughs> fine <laughs> you're prepared you know like it's like it's so irritating that it's like one of those things you have to think about but it um it is something really to think about and, all, and figuring out like what your boundaries are because like some people 
a lot of people wouldn't do it the way I do it. It's like I have a daytime nanny, I have a nighttime nanny, I have a babysitter on the weekends. Like I spend a fraction of the time that my son is awake with him. But for now, the time that I spend with him, I'm happy because I'm working on something outside of that that I feel really good about. I think it's important. I mean, the way that I was raised, I mean, my parents put me through college. So, like, same when I graduated, I, I was able to sort of build my life. So, for me, I can't imagine giving my children anything less than that um, because you're supposed to strive to give your kids a better life than you had. So, I have the bar is really high in my yeah. family yeah. For, for the children. But I think it's important. I mean, and it's like kudos to my, I mean, my mom was working three jobs when we were kids and my dad was working day and night. So it's like as much as, yeah, it would have been great to have them around at the same time, like that work and that hustle helped provide for them to be able to come to all my college sports and Mm -hmm. I played field hockey and lacrosse. So Mm -hmm. they were at every single home game and they were at all the events I needed them to be at. And they were present for those things. And like, that's what I remember. Mm -hmm. I don't remember as a kid, if I fell down or like trying to ride a bicycle, I was like, they're probably like study. Yeah. Like like, we're working really hard to save money for college. (laughs) You better go to a good college. Like, like in my house, it was like mom will pay for college, but you have to go to a college that mom approves of. Yes. It wasn't like she has to approve of your major because mm-hmm. Lord knows she did not. She wasn't like totally depressed by mine. She didn't love it. But then I looked like a superstar because my brother who got into Yale on academics then majored in theater. And she was like, oh, dear. Like, then it was like English looked okay. Like creative writing looked, was creative writing was very practical. But, um, but I thought that was a good like, look, this is a gift like it's yeah. for someone to pay for you to go to school. So yeah. it's not you're unreasonable that they have input it's like the same thing when people are like living at home i don't care how old you are if you live at home then mom is in charge if you live at home with your parents your parents are in charge i have a brother who's 30 now who's like living at home and didn't want to be told what to do and my mom was like then move out (laughs) like you can leave at any time you're a 30 year old man i am not doing your laundry it's that's a thousand percent true my brother lives at home and i actually moved home in august just to like pile up some money together and she I, every time I'm home I'm like god damn it like this is exactly why I don't live here like why I don't want to live here because it's true like you can't no matter what anyone says you cannot return after you've lived on your own yeah no. it's not possible yeah. however you should stay there as long as you can until you are forced to move out because I wish I could have stayed there longer I mean it's like nice to have family support and a place yes. you can go and it's yeah. good to like save up money and she's a great cook so but, my which is the home cooked meals are on, on point yes that's nice <laughs> no those are good but I just it's like if I always think of that like the same way I think of investors it's mm-hmm. like if you gave me money then you know you don't run my company but if you want to talk about something because you don't like what I'm doing like you get a phone you, you get a phone call yeah um, and depending on how much money you gave me you get a longer or shorter phone call yep. and I take your advice more or less seriously based on what I think of the past advice you've given me yes but um, it's the same thing as that it's like you know people that are contributing to your success in any way should be allowed to chime in mm. be a 30 year old kid living at home who like does it, you know, the big fight they kept having was that he didn't want to like tell her when he would be home. Uh, it wasn't like a rule about you have to be home at a certain time. It was like, hey, if I wake up at two in the morning, because yeah. like one of my 9,000 teacup poodles is like barking, <laughs> you know, she's like one of them. So true. And it's like, if I wake up because of that and you aren't home, I get worried. Yeah. If you tell me that you're not coming home until three in the morning, 
then I'm not worried. Yeah. And he, like, couldn't do it. Is it a burglar or is yeah. it you? Yeah, he, like, <laughs> couldn't do it. And she was like, I can't take it. You have to move out. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I just want you to send me a text message. Um, but, like, that kind of stuff is just, like, yeah. in the other world was, like, if you live at home, you have to have a job. Yes. It's, like, I have a sister who lives at home right now also who's in her early 20s and just graduated college. And it's, like, she lives at home, but, like, she tells my mom when she's coming home. Yeah. She's, like, appreciative that she can live there. Yeah. You know, and she like reports in just like she did in high school because it's just common courtesy it's like i think if it's something you would do to for a roommate then you can certainly do it for whoever's giving you free yes. place to live like, yes i would usually tell my roommate if i was going on out and planning on like not coming home for example yeah like hey don't worry don't be worried don't worry <laughs> this is an awesome guy i will be home in two days like heads up it was not because because a normal human worries yes. otherwise absolutely so i don't I think there's a but yes i digress no, that's Live at home, but be point. nice to your parents. <laughs> moral, moral of the whole episode, be yes. nice to your parents. Yes. yes. So what's a piece of advice that you would give um, you know, to someone trying to enter into the entrepreneurial space? Um, I think done is better than perfect, and I go back to that a lot. Uh, you, It's very tempting when it's something that you feel passionately about to not want to like release it or tell like tell the market or put up your website mm -hmm. until you feel like it is totally perfect. The problem with that is that for any company, you have a consumer. It's either like a consumer who's an individual or it's a consumer who's like, I don't know, an enterprise, like large business, but you cannot perfect your product, whatever it is, or your service until you have feedback from people that are using it. So it's like cart before the horse. Like you can't do it without input. So you have to get over that. And, you know, if you have an idea and you want to do something, the biggest thing is just to do it. Who is someone that embodies the word femme to you? I know this is like probably a lame answer, but it's seriously the truth and it's my mom. And it's not because like, oh my God, my mom's like amazing and she took care of me and she's an amazing mom and I just love my mom. Um, it's because my mom's a total badass and she was like the first female plastic surgery resident at NYU. She was the only female in her class for like most of her schooling because she was, you know, it was enough time ago that there were not like tons of women going into medicine, let alone like surgery. Yeah. Um, it was definitely like a boys club, the surgery group. And my mom just like wasn't having it and just did what she wanted. And she saw my dad at like, saw my dad in like a lab and was like, we're going to get, before my dad knew what happened, it was like they got married and he was so confused. <laughs> And, like, she just has always, like, done what she wanted to do. And um, she hasn't always been right. Mm -hmm. And I gave her a lot of grief for that growing up. Because there's nothing that kids like to do more than, like, point out the of shortcomings of their parents. And I certainly did a lot of that. But she just, like, did what she wanted to do mm -hmm. and kind of didn't, like, give a fuck. And yeah. that the result of that was that she, in a very kind of messy way, but calculated way built a life that was exactly the kind of life that she wanted and was able to like have four children, have a husband that she loved, have a career that she loved. She's never done anything casually in her entire life. It's like she goes for one dance class and falls in love with it and then becomes like a champion ballroom dancer at like 65 <laughs> years old and has her dresses being made by the person from Dancing with the Stars. And like, <laughs> oh there's God. nothing casual ever and 
I kind of think there's a lot to be said for that. Like, mm-hmm. just every single thing she does, she's really passionate about it. And the result is if she's not passionate about it, she doesn't do it. Yeah. And so, like, when she's, like, watching bad TV, she's, like, really passionate about the <laughs> bad TV that she's watching. And she's happy to talk to you about it for, like, hours. And I'm like, what a nice way to live your life. It's, like, yeah. so, in some ways, it's actually very zen. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, be present. It's a very power of now, like be present in the moment. Yeah. Um, I don't know anybody who's more that than she is, though she's like the least Zen human being you've ever met. <laughs> but when you like on the surface, but then when you really get down to it, you're like, actually you are a hundred, like when you are screaming at somebody in the car, like screaming at the person driving in front of you, you're a hundred percent in that moment, like in that headspace. It's like when you're operating, you're a hundred percent there when yeah. you're like kicking my brother out of the house for the fourth time. Like you're a hundred percent there. Um, and so it's like, there's definitely things where she said that she's, she looks back on it and she's like, yeah, that was a really bad decision. Like I yeah. definitely shouldn't have done that, but there's never like, I really regret it. Cause yeah. it's just like, I did it cause I wanted to do it. And at the time it seemed like a good idea. So we all survived moving yeah. on. And there's a lot to be said for that in like today's climate, I think of just yes. like, there's a lot to be said for just like, I did it because I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Even things that were wrong and later proved to be like massive disasters. Yeah. It's like, I was really present and like gave it my, there's nothing she's ever done that she hasn't done like to the 20th power. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's maybe part of why I feel okay with like, I see my son for four hours a week, but it's like when I see him, I like really see him. Yeah. And so that feels better to me than like, I spent a lot of time with him because I pushed him around the grocery store. Uh, And different people are different. Like the things about, you know, the flip side of that is, but when you're pushing him around the grocery store, he said his first word or he like communicated with you more. He feels more bonded with you. And, um, you know, so there's a plus and a minus to both. But I just think the idea of like very compartmentalized focused time and not spending time with people that you don't feel like you really love and not spending time doing things that you don't really love, make it easy to make dramatic decisions Mm -hmm. that other people wouldn't and the payoffs can be really good and you have to have just like balls to do that. It's like, I mean, you just just have to, you can't make a career change at like 31 when you had a baby three weeks ago, if you don't have that kind of mentality where it's just like, just fucking do it. Cause every person you talk to, even your really good friends will be like, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter because, like, you're okay even if it blows up. But, like, don't you like what you're doing? Yeah. Um, and having someone that's like, yeah, you like what you're doing, but don't you think you might like this more? Is that going anywhere? Could you do that if this failed? Okay, so, like, just do it. Um, and that's been, like, really helpful. Yeah. So. That's great. But, yeah, there have been some things where she's made choices and we're like, that's not a good choice. <laughs> she painted her house hot pink. That was one of the more minor ones, but where we all were in complete agreement that this was like a terrible idea. It's like this huge house, but now it's like, it's like the cross between like salmon and hot pink. It is like the, but she loves it. And when we all were giving her a hard time about it, she's like, is this your house? Is this your house? Okay. When you have a house, you can make it whatever color you want. This is true. And there we are. So she has a hot pink house. That's amazing. (laughs) But like when you're growing up, you're like, my mom's a weird freak and she's so annoying and she's like so into herself. And then you get older and you're like, good for you. Like most women hate themselves. It's like the way we're programmed. So you don't and good amen to that. And then to spend so much time just second guessing everything that you do. I mean, I'd rather have your mom's mentality. Yes. I would say there was plenty of times that we were like, "Mm, maybe (laughs) you want to think about that again. But now that I'm 
I think the lesser of two, for me, the lesser of two evils is like, I make, I think about, I, I make what I think is an educated decision, but mm-hmm. once the decision is made, there is like no turning back. Yeah. And my husband and I are very different in that regard. He does a lot more of like checks along the way and before we really dive in, hence like move in together. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is stupid, why? But I think to really do something really big, there has to be an element of just like, jump off the cliff because you just can't do it otherwise because if you're too thoughtful about it there's too many reasons you'll always come up with not to get married not to have the baby not to move apart move apartments change jobs like those are huge things that people have to do all the time and they become like so burdensome and it's like once you decide that you're moving just move like currently once you decide that like (laughs) yeah like once you decide that this person isn't a good friend to you like don't have that person be your friend anymore. Stop answering the texts. And it's so hard to do those like cold cuts. Um, but my mom's really good at it for better or for worse. And that's been really helpful for me because I just don't waste time. I waste a lot of time agonizing about things that aren't yet decided. Yeah. But once they're decided, there's like zero agonizing because I know I've thought about it. I made my decision. So like if this becomes a hot pink house, that's what happens. So be it. So be it. <laughs> It's so bad. That's she knows awesome. it's terrible. That's awesome. It's terrible. And the inside is like rainbow sponge painted. Like every room's a different color. It's. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. Like it would be like nice. I want to see pictures. If it were like a house, I don't know, like on the beach in Mexico or something, it might be like appropriate, but the decor for like a suburban home is just. I was going to say, where is that? It's house? a bit much. <laughs> yeah. The other houses are like beige and tan and like normal colors. That's amazing. Yeah. No, it's. It's a hardcore. <laughs> it was really bad when she painted it. Oh we God. were like all watching the paint go up. We were like, is that the color you picked? Like, yes, it made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. A gray bearer yeah. in judgment. I can't. That's so funny. Uh, anyway, the end. But thank you so much yeah. for joining us. Honestly, yeah. it was such a great talk. And I know we digress, but I feel like it's all valuable. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Do you know any trailblazing females that you think we should be featuring? Send us an email at femt at gmail.com. That's F-E-M-M-E-T-E-E at gmail.com. As always, thank you for your support as we strive to promote the growth of diverse women in all industries. Hashtag get femmed.